today on the post game, talk a little bit about what's going on in our lives, talk about how sad of a time it is for sports. We get into the All-Star weekend. We talk about this for a very, very long time. Um, We give our thoughts on the current structure, give some ideas on what the structure could be, some cool ideas there. Um, We dive into the games pretty in-depth and and each team a little bit, Um, give our betting advice for the next slate of games, and then we won't have an interview this week because I fucked up, hand up. I apologize to everyone. I was late and missed the interview with Cade Van Raphorst, but he will be on next week, and if he's not, he's a scumbag. Um, but hope you guys enjoyed Nick and I chopping it up. All right. Welcome to another awesome episode of the post game. Um, Evan, why don't you lead us into this episode? What's going on? Why don't we have a guest? I uh, fucked up. Um, my bad. So really, I feel like we threw some times out there and we didn't commit. But in hindsight, after looking back at the messages, I definitely committed to a 6 p.m. record. I if it, I had physical therapy that and it just went over and I just, you know, I thought I could squeeze it in and I just couldn't. So I apologize. But this does mean we have a guest locked up for next week, which means we can't fuck next week up. Right. So. Then we should get in the cadence of having guests on every yes, week. Yes, and, and they'll be, set times right. and maybe calendar invites. Plus, you know, like it's people just want the quick hitter episode before the um nah. I mean, we really fucked up. We should have done the all-star weekend and stuff like that. Whatever. I don't know, dude. I'm ready to be a hater for one full hour. Straight. We'll get back on we'll get back on the um the interview train next week. I feel like we send that empty promise every single time. So I apologize. I apologize to Kate Ben Raphorse, who was supposed to be our guest and will be our guest next week. And if he's not our guest next week, then it's his fault if you're listening. So blame him. And yeah, let's just do an episode, me and Nick, how everybody likes it anyway. So funny story about getting Kate on is I DM'd him and he was like, oh my God, I'm like literally so boring. Like no one would even think I'm funny. And I was like, okay, dude. So do you want to come on? He's like, yeah. I was on with him for about 15 minutes, just shooting the shit. This is going to be a great episode. Like he is funny. He was already telling stories that I'm going to make him bring up about like him getting out of traffic tickets because people knew who his dad was in Arizona. Yeah, um, dude. His there's Arizona, like all his, kinds his dad's, of uh, his Arizona. His dad's a better football player than you. I can't wait to talk no, to him about not. that. <laughs> I just didn't want the clout that came along with it. I'm too humble. But no, he's going to be a great, which is the classic, like, oh, no, like, I'm shy. Don't do it. Okay, so anyways, so there I was. It was like, yeah, dude, you're, you're going to be a great episode. Um, credit to Evan, though. Very easy to criticize. Very difficult to acknowledge that he apologized and is owning up to it. Lesser men would just try to deflect and, and divert the blame. For you to shoulder the load of the blame, honestly, is heroic at worst. Um. So with that being said, we have a great episode. We have no interview. This episode, as most of them are, is brought to you by Hangobi. What a product. What a great opportunity for you to go to hangobi.com and use promo code postgame30 to get 30% off your order. All it does is boosts your life and your state of being by 30%. If you're flying high and you're doing great, guess what? You're going to be doing even better. If you're down in the dumps, maybe you sent it a little bit too hard on Friday night, and now you need to get on a boat on some, you know, Saturday morning, something like that. Just rip a quick hangobi. Hey, guess what? You're having a pregame. Throw a little Tito's in that hangobi. And guess what? You're hydrating while you dehydrate. You'll wake up feeling like a spring chicken, if that's even a saying. Um, but honestly, yeah, I reloaded. They're incredible. Um, I'm a big fan of the product. Evan, am I missing anything about our good friends at Hangobi? Six natural ingredients, five of the ingredients you'll get in every can. And then each can has a sixth special ingredient for you and what you're looking for. You got to wake up, got to be the hangover, whatever it may be. Hangobi's got a cure or a booster for you. Um, Postgame30, hangobi.com. Excuse me. Bless you, King. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Um, Postgame30 at hangobi.com. Get 30% off your order and enjoy. It's delicious. Right now, I usually am drinking one, but right now I'm drinking a high noon. So I might need a hangobi tomorrow, but not right now. 
Dude, I'm calling it right now. Going to need to hang OB tomorrow. I've been on a tear. I coached three days in Seattle up at Cityside. Drew Snyder, Eli Gobrick, and Chris Adorty's program. Uh, other guys that were there, Romar Dennis, Justin Anasio, a bunch of college kids. It was a blast. Like Getting to sit around and chop it up with guys that you played with for a little bit and everybody has good, fun, unique post-game stories is all time. I would coach from... Uh, like nine to one. And then I would work on all this other stuff from like one to six ish. And then it was just right into beers. And then you wake up early and do it the next day. This morning, I had a 7am flight from Portland to Dallas, where I will be the sideline reporter for the adrenaline all American game tomorrow, which we have to talk about who I'm interviewing and all the bits that are going to (laughs) come along with it. Uh, But I'm just here to say, listen, I just made one little coffee vodka like halfway to a white russian not really taking love the time. coffee booze drinks gonna need a hang obi tomorrow i'm dehydrated <laughs> i'm tired but i'm ready to rip so there we go um how was your week your weekend <laughs> no uh, no i always start with it how was your weekend? i was waiting for you to ask uh my weekend was good i was out montauk so you know don't need to get oh. into it too much you know it was the, the whole shebang you know typical montauk weekend but um, I did have – oh, well, first of all, my living situation currently. So I love my apartment, but my girlfriend is sick, and she's going to listen to this. And I, honestly, I kind of feel bad bringing it up, but she just can't stop coughing. And it's not her fault, and I love her, but yep. she just can't stop coughing. So it's constant yep. coughing, coughing, coughing. Flip side, a baby moved in next door. I don't know if it was recently born, but it cries all the time. Oh. So I haven't really slept this week. I'm getting cough in my ear, roll over, baby crying in my face. Oh, um, it's just been it's been brutal. But you know, hopefully she gets healthy, and then it's just the baby. But yeah, that's been pretty tough. And then I have a pretty wild story from yesterday, actually. I was walking through Central Park in the morning and I was eating a, like a, I had like a huge bowl of grapes and I ripped off like a little vine of grapes. So I'm walking through Central Park eating it. And I have like the, you know, the mini vine in my hand. Yeah. I'm like, I don't fucking want this. Like I'm going to throw it in this bush. So I threw it in a bush. This lady came up to me and she's like, did you just like litter in that bush? And at first I'm like, oh, she probably thinks I threw like a plastic wrapper in there. I'm like, oh no, like it was just like a vine from grapes. Like it's fine. She's like, it's not fine. Like you can't throw that in a bush. And I was like- Biodegradable, it's natural. I thought it was like, no, I mean like, I I don't think there's anything. And she's like, it's bad for the environment to throw things. Like I was like, lady, I literally said, I didn't break stride though. So I wasn't like being that tough. I was still like walking, but I had a little like back walk going, you know, lady, if you tell me how that's bad for the environment, I will go in and it's a huge like bush, like this poison ivy there for sure. I was like, I'll go in there and get the grapevine. And she just like mouthed off to me. But like, that's absurd, right? If it is a natural, if it's a peach pit, if it's a grapevine, if it's a banana peel, it's going out of my car window into the median or wherever there's not a chance that someone would slip on it. That's how I live my life. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was like kind of rattled after I was like, dude, what the fuck? But yeah. Dude, you know what like you it... just did is you gave like a bird great material to build a nest. Yeah. Like they, they were I just probably sa- I saved up the environment. It. Yeah. I think she'd probably embarrass after I did it, but yeah, I was a little shooken up by that. Um, yeah. I mean, that was it. The city's fucking crazy, man. It's fucking so hot. There's a, Oh yeah. The other thing is like, there's probably a homeless guy like shitting in the street, like a block over it. She's yelling at me for throwing the fucking yeah, go yell at him. Yeah. Yell at him. She's probably scared of him, but. Yeah, man, city's just full of wackos. So that was my uh Cade lives in the city too. He lives on God, like I don't know. I can't remember the streets, 24th and something, but just one street doesn't really do its justice. All right. Well, I'll figure it out next time. I didn't realize yeah. I live in the city now. Um cool, but how was your weekend? I feel like it was more eventful than mine. Well, mine was eventful. I just like don't really have much to yeah. talk about. This weekend was Peaks and valleys, great and shitty. Um, great because I flew from Dallas to San Diego. Got to spend some time with the girlfriend, Evan. I am so ready to be hurt again. It's crazy. I am really enjoying this relationship. So take that for what it's worth. 
And it was great because I was like, all right, before I book my flight back, we should just spend a little extra time together. Okay, perfect. I knew I had to be in Seattle by Monday to coach. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just road trip over the weekend. I fly into San Diego and go and start the road trip on Saturday night to get to Seattle by Monday morning. I did not give myself any time to. Jesus. So I drive from San Diego to Sacramento. I get into Sacramento at 4 a.m. where I stayed at Mikey Schlosser's house, who is as good of a guy. I'm like, Mikey, I might be passing through. It's probably a weird hour. He's like, oh, just stay. I'll have water. I'll have snacks. You can hang out with my cat. (laughs) Like, okay, sure. I'll stay. So stayed at Mikey's talked to him for like 30 minutes before hitting the road at 9am on on Sunday morning, got to Portland on Sunday afternoon. So left Sacramento at nine, got into Portland at like seven where I'm staying with Jamie Iketa for two months, which is going to be an awesome time. Really excited about that. But I was like, hi, Jamie, great to see you. I need to go to bed because I'm driving to Seattle in the morning. So this weekend kind of sucked, but it really was awesome to get up and coach with the guys. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, Drew Snyder, all those guys, Eli Gobrecht, Romar. Just have you been to Seattle? No, I've never been. It's one of those cities that I like want to go to and I never am going to because like, I'll never have a good enough reason to go. Fair shit is beautiful. Like this time of year, everything is so green. We had like a bonfire on the beach. Um, good food scene. Awesome. Like kind of all of the weird, like riety 2020 uh, shit is over. So everything's back to complete normalcy. Cause when I tell people, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm spending time in Portland. And then I was just up in Seattle. And when I say people, I mean, my dad, He's like, oh, my God, how can you even spend time in those liberal bastions of communism? And I'm like, I don't know. It's, there's good pad thai. It's kind of fun. There's good beer. Like, yeah, um, I feel like the only thing that would get me to go to Seattle would be, and I'd be pumped about it, would be like if one of my sports teams were playing there. But, like, they wouldn't have the Super Bowl in Seattle. No, right? and the Jets would never, ever make the Super Bowl in your lifetime. <laughs> And then um, the crack the in Ranger Stanley Cup, I guess. <laughs> Kraken will never make it there. Um, I, I have a confession, dude, and it's not something I'm proud of. And it's something I, I have to address. And it's going to be a long process to get out of this. I stepped on the scale for the first time in a while. Guess. And I'll tell you over under. What's the over under on what I am on the scale? 228 over 235 over 240 over dude seriously Holy now, i don't know how accurate the scale is for it's reference. gotta be broken man no, no so first off i my guess was going to be 241 i stepped on eli gobrick's scale in his bathroom that he said is three to four pounds overweight i stepped on it and i saw 251 Bro, that's insane. Not good. Yeah, but I'm well, still dude, you quit. You quit beer. Board. You quit beer every fucking episode, and then I see you drinking one of those giant uh, minor league bats full of beer. Shut the, first off, <laughs> shut day. up. Like, don't call me out for that. <laughs> but that was a wake up call. I think I have to go back on like a diet and an actually consistent workout. Dude, that's I, fucking nuts. I feel like you've been playing a lot of pickleball though. It's a good workout now. Well, the, the tough part is, is like, I'm still moving good. Like I don't feel fat. I can do, so I tried and I did five pull-ups, which isn't a lot, but I was like, all right, if I'm 250, I probably couldn't do five pull-ups. That's pretty good. Like, so I don't know, man, I, I might need, maybe we do like a post-game challenge where like you sound guy and then our two absolute worthless loser interns besides Drew, because I want to go back to Baker's Bay um come up with a workout plan and i choose it and document it because something has to change i'll send you a workout plan all right maybe a diet plan too i feel like i I just need guardrails like hey don't gas five ipas on a tuesday and that'll go a long way dude i got like a group of five guys at nyack that i have on a regiment 
and we work out every day together. I bring them to the workouts. I'm like, let me work out. Why aren't you sending this to me, dude? I'll send it to you. I'll send you what we do every day. on Sunday and I'm going to look pregnant. Yeah, I'll send you what we do every day. I'll write you a workout plan, dude. Let's see if I can actually get you back in shape. Yeah. But you got to be honest when you fuck it up because then it's my reputation. Now you're going to be held to it. I will document it and be like, hey, listen, Evan, here is your workout plan. Here's what I've done with it this week. Here, like I'll eat, I'll try to eat relatively healthy, but I will be honest where it's like, oops, had 45 beers at a minor league baseball game last <laughs> night, which was sick. Let me talk yeah, about that. I look sick. Yeah. It's the Portland pickles and <laughs> it was packed, dude. It was bring your dog and bring a lawn chair night. So this stadium is like two kind of pathetic sets of bleachers behind home plate. And then just like a little bit of grass patches uh, outside of the outfield and like the first and third baselines. And people were just posting up in lawn chairs, blankets, uh, dogs were running around. Every dog was super friendly, incredible stuff. And the best part was it was literally the game was blow up a whale night. So apparently like 50 years ago or something, a dead whale washed up on the shores of Oregon And it was so bloated with gas that they couldn't move it. So like, cause if like, if it exploded, the people next to it would die. They were like, Oh shit. The decaying whale, like whatever the decay process, like inflated it. So they went and put like TNT next to the whale and literally blew up a whale on the beach so that they could clean it up. And 50 years later or whatever, they do a reenactment of blowing up a whale. So they had like this cardboard whale that like had fireworks and smoke and shit, (laughs) like classic minor league (laughs) baseball gimmick. And it was funny too, because I was like, all right, let me go grab, like everything was pickle related, pickle pizza, pickle on a stick, pickle cocktails. Dude, I want a pickle so bad. I haven't had one forever. Pickle and a hot dog. Dude, I'm craving a hot dog so bad. I'm golfing tomorrow though. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get one. I'm golfing Saturday. So I'm going to get one at the turn. Uh, I've started calling hot dogs handsome Franks per a bit stolen. It really, I really laughed. And I think I was shit faced last night. I, I mean, I know I was, but he's like, yeah, I think I was. A, <laughs> yeah, you go give me a handsome Frank. I was like, what the fuck is that? It's like, it's a hot dog. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, idiot. That's good. So good. Get dude. it until you said it in that context. I'm going to use that on a golf course tomorrow. Yeah. Or Saturday. Fuck. Hey, could you, you give me a handsome Friday? Frank at the turn? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it's good. But so I went and go, uh, I get around to five beers and they're five um, sessionable IPA tall boys. And I'm like, all right, this is easily an $85 to $90 order. I might see three figures. Uh, 36 bucks for five tall boy IPAs. Um, and yeah, we, we just got baloneyed. It was fantastic dogs running around minor league baseball. And the final point that I'll say is because it was bring your lawn chair. Like we weren't sitting in the bleach because we didn't have an assigned section. So we just post up and sit in our lawn chairs behind like this little gate fence area. Yeah, That sounds nice. Oops. It was the fucking bullpen. So like in the fifth inning, like we're just sitting there and we see two players run by and we're like, Oh, like, we're probably going to take a piss. I don't know. Like 10 seconds later, like a fastball right behind our head. Catchers meant we were like, oh, shit, we're in the bullpen. Uh, did they say anything here? here. <laughs> the players didn't say shit? No, because, like, this was not good baseball. In the, in the top of the fifth, it was 22 to 3 was the score. So nobody gave a fuck. And the final thing that was like, this is my favorite sporting event this year was in the bullpen. It was literally just like a super shitty pitcher's mound. Like didn't even look like the right elevation, just dog shit. And then the catcher is catching in front of like two sections of a chain link fence that are kind of like janky propped up. Bunch of kids run over to watch the pitcher warm up accidentally lean on the fence and the fence collapses onto the catcher like (laughs) like none of the hard beams what league is this like the chain link fence literally like captured him in a net and he was like what the fuck what what like what what level a is this single a has to be the worst a like negative a base single a is the worst a right 
whatever baseball's kind of cool with like actually i guess hockey's like that too i want to go to like a gritty hockey game my buddy plays on the solar bears i should go down to Orlando. but what's in orlando i guess it'd still be fun the orlando solar bears have the best jerseys in sports they have the best he's the captain of the orlando solar bears they have the best jerseys in sports dude i'll send you some of the sport uh of the jerseys um Dude, we should start going to more minor league events because yeah. everybody was in it for the right reasons. We and need to players- get Jay Wasserman to fund the MLL and just have it be minor lacrosse league, and then we'd be in it. I'm in. I'm in yeah. for that, and we would make that a hundred times more fun. Can you imagine? Wait, so here would be the funniest thing. <laughs> what if we did an all-star game? And we did super wacky goal challenges in costumes. Like, wouldn't that <laughs> fucking kill? I just pissed myself off remembering that. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that in a second. Um, actually, should we just jump into the All-Star Weekend now? Do you have anything else that you wanted to? Um, no, I, I wrote a point here that it's like the worst time for sports. Like, it was actually, fun fact, and it's pretty obvious what the answer is because of when I'm asking, but... It's a good little uh, fun fact to tell a ki- to ask kids or something randomly. The only time that all f- not one of the four major sports, baseball, football, hockey, basketball, are being played is the All-Star Weekend for the MLB. Really? So that, that's a good – yeah, because, like, it's All-Star Weekend. So they, that's the only time there's not a game in the entire year between those four sports. I actually think I uh... – I saw a bunch of shit on Twitter about how it was the worst day for gambling ever. Yeah. Honestly, that's a bad take. Like you get to go be a degenerate and bet on AU lacrosse (laughs) and bet on Chinese ping pong and, you know, Russian rugby. Like that's when you're truly going to see what you're made of as a degenerate. That's true. Fair enough. Like, Oh, I can't bet on the Cubs game. I'll bet on the Federico. Yeah. Polar bears. (laughs) <laughs> beating whatever i know yeah um all right but yeah i just wanted to bring that up because it was kind of a whack weekend for sports but it was the most whack weekend for sports <laughs> ever of all time should we talk about it do you want to talk yeah, about it let's talk about it so well first for starters i feel like we have played fairly nice with the pll overall like nothing too aggressive joke wise and we haven't got we didn't get a PLL originals jersey. And everyone and their mother got invited to the fucking all-star weekend. And we didn't even get like a hey, here's some tickets. Like people are on the sideline freaking taking videos with these guys. It was and a weird I just one. think it's bullshit. It was weird. Like at what point, like how much lower can it go? to where we're not invited to something granted i probably would have rsvp'd no but it's the precedent and it's yeah exactly you can't deny the blackballing if this is look at the evidence dude and someone was like oh we brought out our big hitters like we're inviting these people out to the game and i didn't know two of them i was like hmm like i feel like someone that is literally paid to pay attention to the sport if i don't know two of those people like how low are we going here fellas so i don't know man i just think that the all-star game is your time to get to do the gimmicks like the blowing up the whale gimmick was hysterical like lacrosse is such a small niche sport on you know the united states scale that you could do something so ridiculous that that is kind of how you get momentum. And instead of doing that, it's kind of your standard fastest shot accuracy challenge. Like, should we go back and forth about what we our ideal all-star games would be? Because I honest to God think that locker boxing should be the main event of the all-star game. Oh, that would be fucking dope. Dude. I would, well, I would I'll pay. say, I'll say fastest shot is actually like kind of cool. Fastest shot is like as home run, as close to the home run derby as you can get. Correct. Like, I think it's cool. I think the accuracy contest is cool. Although like I got to just shout out Marcus Holman again, because ever since I talked shit to him, he became the best cross player in the league. Dude, I am like a, I'm some sort of like gift when I shit on you that you become <laughs> the best player ever. So I might have to start like 
accepting a fee when I shit on somebody. I'll find someone to shit on this week. And we'll, I guarantee you they are become like a favorite to win MVP next week. So anyway, he's won the accuracy contest like 20 times. I feel like someone else has to win that. But um, those two things I think like work and actually like are pretty cool. Like you can mm. see guys like getting competitive with that. The fucking trick style, you can't, no one even knows what's good. <laughs> like there's no, it's not a dunk contest. Like the dunk contest, you can look at it and be like, wow, I've never seen that before. <laughs> like, like, no, I can't do that. Like, that seems like the hardest thing to do. Like, yeah, that guy jumped and he spun the ball around and then dunked it. That seems pretty hard. Oh, wait, that guy jumped up did a 360 and put it between his legs. That seems harder. <laughs> when people are just putting on costumes and dumping milk on their face, and that's like the highlight of the contest, that's when you cancel the contest. It's That's like a fucking – it was a circus act. It was like a sad clown act. And, like, I just – like, they can't do it again. If they have it, it next year, cannot, like, it cannot happen again. Scrap they can't it. do that. Kenny Bruski is literally my, I hate the Patriots and he's literally top five favorite NFL player for changing his score. So that wouldn't win. That was like <laughs> unbelievable. And like talk about an athlete in like the most popular sport ever. Just be like, what the fuck is going on here? Like that is your evidence right there. So I don't know. That's, that's like, I feel like they go for it in the sense of like, uh, like the NHL shootout thing, but like that still takes skill. And then like the dunk contest, like I said, like that's like athletic feats that like average people can't do. Like you at fucking 275 pounds could have ran in. The, if you could find a Thor costume that would fit, could have ran down wow. and fucking poured milk all over yourself. So I'm just saying like anyone could do it. And like, that's why it's just like, whatever. So that's my take. I, I, and of course, it's like the like posted everywhere too. Like this is what is cool. <laughs> Get a hold of this wacky character. He looks yeah. like Thor and drinks milk. And I'm not even knocking Connor Farrell. Really, I mean, why would you of, buy into it? It's like kind of. I don't blame you for buying into it. Yeah, it's every account going like, bro, this had me weak. Crying <laughs> yeah, face yeah. emoji. Like yeah. they created a monster in like making that and like diving into it so far like it was pretty funny how much the kid loved milk like leave it at that now his like personality and persona is like milk he's having like a pretty good year he's an all-star but like all people know about him is he fucking does jujitsu and drinks milk <laughs> i i said this from the beginning i was like of all the interesting storylines of all the unique personalities of everything that everyone's doing the, the thing that they cherry picked was this guy likes milk it, yeah, it's, it's still like, blows I mean, my mind. And the other thing is, like, he's good now, so don't get me wrong. But, like, a couple of years ago, the milk thing started, right? And he, like, wasn't that good. Like, he was okay, middle of the pack, Fogo, like, whatever. But, like, he was literally – it would be, like, Baptiste, Schreiber, uh, Rabel, and, like, then Barrel. him. <laughs> like a, a fucking chug of milk. And, like, in the game promos, it's like, dude – and you got like Gunnerding on the team. He's like the all-time leading scorer at the time. Like he's the all-time leading scorer at fucking NCAA's. He's like taking a back seat to the fucking milkman. Yeah. It's just like so ridiculous. But uh yeah, I mean, again, I'm not ragging on him, like on him, because hey, like the more popular you are, what the, you do, bro. Like honestly, yeah, the more popular you are, the like more money you're probably gonna make. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Like that totally feeds into how much money you're gonna end up making, especially in a very small sport. And that's his fucking thing. They're blowing it up. So why wouldn't I be like, oh, if I pour milk on my fucking head, every single one of these people are gonna know who I am. I've done worse weeks. for less. Yeah, you kidding done me? shit for less money. Yeah. You shitting me? I would do it in a heartbeat. So I'm not knocking him. I just think like, come on. Dude, and well, between that and like it was a rough week for lacrosse media. I'm going to say it. Like, I know the post-game group chat is kind of like a hate, hate, hate group, which is natural. Like, if you're not a hater, fucking grow up and start hating stuff. But honestly, like, that PLL bets TikTok, I think about 
of every day. And it just makes me want to go like hit a dog. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen. And it's like, damn, th- that's so funny. And then the, you, you turn your head and it's those TikTok celebration, like the guys that do like the, like uh, yeah. they're licking their lips. It's funny. I, I objectively understand, but it just seems like there's such a lack of like funny, genuine new bits. And the part that blows my mind again, I probably wouldn't hate it as much if we got one phone call to come out and be like, Hey, the post game doesn't have a TikTok. You guys should do something to start off. And we'll, I don't even know. I don't even know how any of this shit works, but I'll tell you what's not working. And it's that fucking TikTok where he tackles the goalie <laughs> and then humps the air. And mm. <laughs> sounds like you know it pretty well, though. How many times you watch it? 150 a day. <laughs> like I can't. It's I'm. I have half of its views. I have half of its views, and I will continue to watch it. That's what I do. Evan, send me a workout plan. I'll watch that TikTok and then go bench press out of the gym. And I'll do go. cardio. I'm, I'm so mad. I'm thinking about cardio. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, dude. I mean, like, I feel like we've talked about it before, but not being able to be negative within lacrosse is like bad for the sport. And like you're saying hater, but it's really not being a hater. It's more like just keeping things in check. And also like when things are hated on, it kind of blows up more, right? Like, I don't know, like weird fucking outfits to games. Like, Telling a funny joke about something that somebody's wearing to a game before a game is like gonna make that like get more eyeballs. Like, I mean, I don't want to sound like Mike Rabel, but like that'll be like more impressions, more people like be talking about this. Like, it doesn't have to always be like, this is sick. So I just, and I feel like the PLL loves like um, the like Josiah Johnson guy who's like big on it. Uh, he's big on Twitter. He's like, MB, he talks a lot about the NBA. And like, I mean, he tweeted about Miles Jones in the all-star weekend I would bet my left nut that they paid for that tweet, but whatever. Um, but they like balls. Yeah. Like he's funny. And like, he's always negative about the NBA, but he like makes it go. So like, why don't you just let that happen and like sit back and be like content with it? Like there's nothing wrong with like criticism. Like people like take having two different takes. There's only one take that's like approved on lax Twitter. And Which that's is, a problem. This is sick. Yeah. This is sick. No matter what. Oh, that was raw. Dog, you got me weak. That got like, you that weak. That guy fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be the counterbalance. Yeah. I, I completely it's agree. It's, it's that classic, you know, live by the small community, die by the small community. Like, oh, it's, we're so tight-knit that no one can talk shit, but everybody has everyone back. Like, no, I'm, I'm out on that. I was writing about that the other day. I was like, listen, I'm going to preface this by saying I like everybody on the team. The Redwoods offense should be put in Guantanamo Bay. Like, <laughs> I'll criticize it. I don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. But I bet you some people are pissed at you. And let them be. Does that make me a hero? That's not for me to say. You know, just <laughs> potentially. Um, all right. What do we even have? I, by the way, I don't. I oh. haven't even looked at our doc. <laughs> I mean, we're we're moving through it like in order <laughs> somehow. <laughs> it's been great. Um, uh, one thing, one interesting idea I had for the um, All Star Weekend, and it would be good for like trying to get sixes viewership. Even though I hate sixes, but like I'm just I'm putting on my you know grow the game hat. Yeah, it's locker boxing at halftime. No, so have a sixes game, but make it like NLL versus PLL and like have like the PLL. I know there'll probably be some overlap, but have like the NLL All-Stars play the PLL All-Stars in sixes. And like, I think that would be pretty competitive. It would almost be like a USA Canada game almost. And like, I don't know. I feel like I could see it actually being like enjoyable to watch. Who does that career play for? Right, like he would. I mean, I think he would just like NLL, have to pick whoever pay, whoever pays him more, like whatever. I was also thinking the NLL champions versus the previous year's PLL champions because then you're playing with like a team, like your team, and you would probably take it more serious. But like something like that, I just feel like that would be like, like they would try. Dude, right? uh, first off, I completely agree because like to lean into the narrative that like, so the I honestly believe that one of the biggest hindrances to lacrosse 
outside of, you know, the financial barrier, you know, geographic, blah, 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 is when I try to explain to people the dynamics of pro lacrosse and have to talk about now sixes and the world games, like we couldn't even keep track of it because it was the world games and um, like, I don't know, whatever, whatever it was that got explained to me a hundred times. And I still can't fucking remember. That's a huge hindrance. But if there was a dynamic where it was like, there are two competing leagues, one indoors and one outdoor, they hate each other and they play each other in one game a year and there's fights and everybody gets all pissed off. People would watch that just because there's beef. Dude, that would be the best thing ever. I would, I would, again, like all-star game locker boxing, I'd pay for that. I'd pay for like a true, (laughs) we are on team PLL. The NLL needs to end its season earlier so that we can get the players versus P like NLL, like, like a space jam agreement. Exactly. (laughs) Like the winner of this game decides when the season. Tom Schreiber can only play in the league that wins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be good. I, I honestly think players would lean into it and let's not forget that it pretty much comes down to what does Joe want? Cause he's, you know, kind of floating both leagues. Yeah. Joe. Well, like, start playing I, I, feel like master. I feel like they're partners, but they like beef with each other for some reason. Yeah. Which like seems super fucking weird, but yeah, honestly, PLL all-stars, NLL all-stars. Six is game with six fighting. Like, yeah. With fighting. Six is like a hybrid. Essentially. of the, of the That's two. a great idea, man. I dude. That and my fucking PGA Tour idea. And what else? And soup flights. That's what I'm talking about. And the podcast? Are you kidding me? I'm full of fucking good ideas. The PLS should just just hire All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Maybe we'll go to the championship. I'm going to be in Dallas for uh, for the game next week. Might even make a TikTok. Dude, I think we should go to the championships in Philly, though. Uh, I would go though. Fuck it. When is that? That's like what September? September eighteenth, I think, or seventeenth or something. Mm-hmm. Should be open then. I have friends in yeah. Philly. Yeah, so do I. Maybe we do it. I probably. I think I have more friends in Philly than you, though. I don't know, dude. I was just a bachelor party with Blaze, so we're boys. And Pinnell too, or no, Pinnell didn't go. Wow, dude. Wow, Pinnell. Fucking uh, all right. I mean, somehow we had nothing to talk about. We botched the interview, and we still like are moving along in this. So you, so when what? What's your knee percentage at, by the way? Dude, I hit the ladder today. I want to record myself doing this shit so bad, but I feel like such a hardo. Yeah, I should. Like, why does it? I'm like the guy needs to record me more. So I'm running, dude. I ran today, and like I'm still doing the supported. I'm only doing eighty percent of my body weight. Are you? So you're in like that bubble treadmill thing. But today I was like. I can run faster than this. So like, that was the first time I felt that I did the ladder today. So I'm starting to do lateral movement. Like the I'm icky four- shuffle. Yeah. I did the icky shuffle and he was like, okay, take it. So I'm like, dude, I did this for five years. I'm the fucking goat at the ladder. Watch this. Yeah. Shut it. up. Pussy. And then, uh, nah, my physical therapist is the man, but, uh, <laughs> now I'm four, I'm exactly four months post-op. And dude, that's freak athlete recovery time. He it actually is. He works, he literally trains NFL, the US men's team for soccer, NBA players, and he says that I have like top five fastest recoveries ever seen. And I can't get on a PLL roster. Where does that make any fucking sense, dude? You know where you it makes me. sense. It makes sense at the top. It makes sense yeah, if you know blackballed. So did you send that tweet, by the way, that if I send you this, it means I'm blackballed. Yeah, I did. Oh, I missed it. I got to go retweet that. That was a great one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess the last thing before we get in these games is I need to officially announce that I will not be attending Lake Placid. Um, I mean, up. my knee is just not ready to go to play. My girlfriend's family invited me on a very nice vacation. The Saints, they are great, great people. So it, I can't not go on the vacation and just drive six hours north to go to a bar with my friends. I will be seeing most of them. It doesn't hurt as bad because I'm going to see them all this year. It used to be like our one time to like all get together, but with weddings and everything now, I see them much more often. Um, but yeah, man, I'm going to have, I'm going to have serious FOMO. I like playing. I get really competitive. I talk a ton of shit. Um, I score goals. 
it's fun. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So I'm going to miss it, but go sailing shoe this year. They're playing a 25 up division this year. Like we wanted to play GMH, which like, I want to fucking do that. Cause I feel like they're going to win now without me. And I'm going to be pissed, but whatever. Good luck to the squad sailing shoe. Sorry. I won't be in Placid if you're going to be in Placid and yeah, I'll be back way. No, no one will work harder than me. I'll be back, you know, 150% for next year. Do you play pickleball? Uh, no. All right. Well, we're now a pickleball podcast after how brutal lacrosse was the last two weeks. <laughs> um, we're now a pickleball podcast because I'm starting to get good. I love that you don't need to take that six, seven steps. You just need to have a little bit of lateral movement. Works well for my fat ass. Maybe don't go to Placid. Maybe get a pickleball set. Go and play with your girlfriend. Test out the waters a little bit. You can play with people that suck. You can play with people that are great. It's still a great time. I'm just throwing it out there, man. You think my knee would, can can take it? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm just different. I've never had a knee injury besides one. Knock on wood. Um, if it's lateral movement you're looking for, that's the best sport for it. I know. So I don't know if I'm ready, dude. All right. Well, listen. Go out. Test golf the Evans, Golf Evans back though. I'll live, I'll live tweet my round uh, Saturday. I'm playing a little. What is your sport. What is your golf game like? Well, now it's like I'm can barely, I'm such a like I'm so mentally like like not confident with my knee that I like like when I'm working out I really need to think about like putting weight on it. Like, yeah. Subconsciously, I'm so like it takes me a while to get like the form back and stuff. So when I golfed in Vegas, I was like so far on my back foot, like all arms, but I was hitting the ball straight. So I didn't really give a fuck. Um, but my golf game's gritty. I'm never uncomfortable, which is good because I'm often in places that would make most people uncomfortable. That's how I describe my game. So if you, if you had to like top two strengths, top two weaknesses, um, like versatility is your first strength. Like No, never- I'd say my number one strength is self-awareness. So people are like, dude, you're going to do that. And I'm like, yeah, watch this. And I make like, people be like, dude, you're going to use the driver here. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take a half swing. It's going to slice like a bitch. And it's going to be four feet from the hole happens. But like, that's not how you're supposed to play the game. Yeah. You, <laughs> which I know you hack the course, but I, I self-awareness is my number one thing. Like people be like, use this club. I'm like, dude, I need a lot more club than that. And then I'll pull something out. Like, what the fuck? And boom, money shot. Like you're not scared to admit that like, oh, you know, I need to use right. the yeah, I haven't got a lesson. I haven't got a way. lesson yet. So like I don't yeah. swing like the same, like shit like that. And then I say um, my second biggest strength is probably, um, yeah, like my – I don't want to say mental toughness because I definitely do get pissed, but I'm not uncomfortable in any – like with any shot. Like I'll be in the rough and I'll be like, Oh, like this is kind of I could fuck with this, you know. Like I'm not like fuck. Yeah, like, I don't know if I can hit this out. Like, I can, if I can see the ball, like I'm I'm not worried about sand traps. I like got a weird sand trap style that I usually get out of. So I just like mm. I don't get like rattled. So I'd say those are my two biggest. Dude, people, yeah, people in golf are the weirdest. Like, yeah, people that don't practice at all and then get like they ruin their day and ruin yeah. everyone's nice time because they're pissed off that they got like a double. I'm like, dude, you're fine. I just need one good hole, and I'm like, I'm the fucking best golfer on the planet. Yeah, if if I birdie, (laughs) you'll hear about that birdie for a month. Yeah. I I I almost hit a hole in one at Baker's. I've I've only birdied once in my life. Really? Yeah. I've only been golfing for for a year, dude. Because I I was going to say, this journey recently started. Yeah, and then I tore my ACL. So That might be an advantage is starting late, like you're not starting off as a hardo. And yeah. like you don't have expectations that might be I like mean, a, i've played less than 50 rounds in my life for sure yeah. did you hear um, what i said that did you hear i almost hit a hole in one yeah that's epic dude so close what are your two biggest weaknesses then like putting and chipping i mean my my chipping is very inconsistent like sometimes i've re- i've soft hands like goalie but sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's on sometimes it's not um I, yeah, I'd say I'd say like fifty yards and in, I get rattled because I don't know. Me, like, dude, me too. I can't. Do I it. can't. I can't hit. Um, like I feel like when I hit my eight iron from even fifty, like fifty out, I like short it somehow. Like I get under it too much and it pops up, 
like I should be, I know I should be using like a pitching wedge, maybe even less. And I just can't, like, I don't, I can't like hit that well. So 80 yards you're using the eight iron. Like I'll try it sometimes because the previous hole I used like the, the pitching wedge and I like shorted it and I just like wasted a stroke. So like, I don't know. Pitching I, I, like, wedge at 80, Evan, come on now. You're stronger than that. I know, dude. I'm just telling you, like, yeah. well, no, I say I, sh- I know I should be using less, but I just like, I'm telling you right now, if I was 80 yards away from the hole, I would probably use a like nine iron. I'd, I would shit on you forever. Actually, not too yeah. much because you've only been playing for a year, but I'd be like, oh, like, you know, when someone leaves a putt short and you're like, oh, you hit it with your purse. Yeah. classic golf humor i would yeah. give you shit for that but then i'd be like dude self-awareness watch this and hit like a better shot hit a shot that you would have hit with the pitching wedge no you i would i would have a better shot than you just out no, of pure will and dude. athleticism dude, you've money. never even hit a hole in one how long have you been playing fucking loser uh like not too much i don't practice so i guess it's just god given all right well this was a good tangent should we get into this weekend's games uh yeah i actually yeah i could talk about you golfing because i'm so curious someone dude game. i want to get a lesson and like really fucking figure it out but. fuck that no lessons just fuck with your mind no i'm an athlete dude i, I feel like i can get good at golf you've never been coachable you've literally never been coached dude i'm so coachable Desco was like evan malloy was the biggest problem i tried to give him a tip and he told me to go fuck myself and then he would go buck in the locker room <laughs> yeah he all right did this weekend's that. games he did say that <laughs> <laughs> um all right this weekend's games Slate is kind of crazy. It's teams that were good in the front half versus teams that were shitty in the front half, and then the Water Dogs play the Chrome. But let's start with um, – That's exactly – yeah. Yeah. Redwoods, exactly Atlas. It. Redwoods are your shitty team. Atlas are your good team. Really wish we had Van Rapport's time to get the insider trading. Um, Redwoods are plus 2.5 at minus 140, and Atlas are minus 2.5 at plus 110, over under 23.5. Money line for the Redwoods is plus 170. Atlas is minus 210 money line. What do you got? So it, it literally all comes let's, down. Yeah, go ahead, actually. And it just all comes down. Is Baptiste playing and is he, like, healthy? Because Oh, is he not playing? I just know he's been, like, struggling a little bit. I think the All-Star break was obviously a nice little break for him because he didn't play. He just sat on the sidelines in his bowling shirt, which, wow, good job. Oh, we forgot to talk about those. Holy moly. Those things suck. Fuck, I thought we were off the All-Star weekend. So did I. But Who fucking designed those, dude? They literally had leftover bowling shirts, and they were like, oh, shit, let's use these for the All-Star game. I was talking to Eli Gobrecht, who must have gotten the invite after 55 defensemen said no. I will continue to make that joke until I die. Um, And he was like, "Um, actually, they were, like, pretty comfortable and kind of cool. And I was like, did you just hear yourself? Like, it looked like you were going to amateur bowling night in Wichita. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm all for the short sleeve button down, but, like, why is it a Bright yellow. Why is it a warm-up for a lacrosse game? I don't know, dude. Come on. And then you post like that picture. I can't remember who did it. Colonel Mustard. Flowers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Not exactly like you know the the prototypical freak athlete. I don't know. I'm I'm done hating on the All Star game. Yeah, yeah. We we missed our boat with hating on the jerseys. Yeah. Um. If so, assuming Baptiste is healthy, I think this is not really good. And I have the Atlas winning, covering, and the over. Um, I think TD is going to be good against people that just aren't Baptiste or Farrell. I think there's like, and Nardella, I guess. I think TD <laughs> has kind of replaced Farrell as like the middle of the road, but like has potential guy. And TD, if you're listening, fuck are you going to do about it? Cry. Um, I'll see you in Dallas. My girlfriend wants to meet you. I'm super excited to hang out though. But I just think that, like, Baptiste has such an edge over literally everyone in the league that you can't win a game when you go 80% and you don't have a, an offense that can drag you out of games. Um, and also, I think this Atlas offense, as we saw in week one, is too good off ball. And the Redwoods don't have, like, those short stick D middies. Or, like, looking at this Redwoods defense, like, Eddie Glazner, you know, Garrett Apple, like, good. But they're not the guys that, like, extend out and pressure. So the Atlas offense can just sit there and kind of pick apart 
the shortcomings like wherever they might be. So unfortunately I have Atlas winning, I have Atlas covering and I have the over almost exclusively by the Atlas. And what's not talked about enough. And I'd like your thoughts is how bad the, the Redwoods goaltending has been like Baptiste scored a two point shot on the run in there. What first. are you fucking talking about, dude? I was on here like three weeks ago, dogging Troutner and you fucking said I was crazy. Yeah. But now I changed my mind. So yeah, I dude. I mean, I've I think he had like his rookie year. I think he had like a few good games. Everyone like fucking ran with it. I don't know if he's got the goods. I'm I'm pretty out on it. Um, what about Jack Kelly? He's just been away from it for so long. It's like a very. I mean, there's no doubting. Like the proof was in the pudding when he was playing, but he had like a freak injury. Like that stuff happens. It happens in every sport. Like look at Derrick Rose. Like Alex Smith. Whoever it is. Like you can't come back from every injury. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like I, I feel like I sound like a broken record, but it is talent wise. It's the hardest position to like break through in professional sports, like, which is kind of crazy to say, but like there's the least amount of numbers, the least amount of positions for people in like any sport. So there's going to be a lot of guys who like aren't even in it like myself, (laughs) <laughs> just kidding but <laughs> yeah. there are going to be a lot of guys like, hmm, where yeah what narrative is this but there are like guys who pro- like i'd probably take a flyer on at this point if you're saving the ball below 50 percent as a team take a flyer on a fucking young guy and see if he can like send you a spark there's no like that's what you either that's why this year can. was like that's why this draft was so big that's why uh dobson joined um the draft the because like huh oh yeah yeah no i see what you're saying yeah yeah, because like once every five years, right. like two right. goalies retire at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Exactly. And I just think like coaches need to get a little bit less loyal. Like I feel like lacrosse coaches, especially since they're also the GMs, that's the issue is the coaches are the GMs. A GM would step in and be like, dude, we're fucking putting this guy on waiver wire and we're getting someone who could stop a fucking beach ball. Like, that is, but since the coach is the GM, it's like the coach isn't supposed to think like that. Like he's supposed to make the most out of what he has. So that's like why it's so backwards. Um, and you know what? Like no coach is ever going to give up on a player. Like that's fucking shitty. That's bad coaching. So I just think that's like a backwards part of the league. And like, I'm sure they're great guys, but seriously, if you're, if you want to win, like that's not the answer, at least for this year. Um, so I'm with you. I think the value for Atlas minus two and a half is too much to take. Not only do I think the Atlas are a better team than the Redwoods, but I think, to your point, the matchup and strengths and weaknesses really widen the gap here for me. Um, What's a bummer is, like, the Redwoods' six-on-six defense has been really good. But every other aspect, like, they just fucking, like, not having Sexton, they can't score in transition. Like, they can't really defend transition – like it's almost a disservice because I I try to like watch Redwood games and I'm like, all right, what's going good? And I'm like, bad, 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 bad. And then they'll play like six on six defense. And I'm like, fuck, that was really good. But it doesn't matter. Like yeah. this game doesn't I mean, matter. That's not the game. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, I mean, I think what I've noticed this year more than anything is like like goaltending is making more of a difference than I've seen it make um any other season. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, we'll move on. Uh, Whip snakes chaos. Whip snakes minus one and a half, uh, and the money line chaos. Uh, I thought a surprisingly low plus one twenty five. I know they got players back and whatnot. Whip snakes money line minus one fifty five. What do you got? I'm gonna take the chaos for the value. Um, I feel like the whips are kind of like slow starters. You know, they're like comfy right now. Montauk's. They're not going, yeah. I mean, they're not going into this thinking it's like a must win by any means. Um, and they squeaked by some games early in the season. But like, as a player, once you, you're like, oh yeah, like at, right after the game and maybe like the following week, you're like, yeah, we didn't really like beat that team that badly though. Like we didn't play our best game. But once you're a few weeks removed, you're like, we're, we're four and one. Like, that's it. Like, I'm not thinking about like how bad we played in week one, like we won the game. So I feel like that taste in your mouth of like, we're still not like where we want to be might be a little bit like in the back of their minds or like out of their minds, I should say. And 
I think this is kind of like the reset. I can see them starting out slow. The flip side is I think the chaos are must win if they want to make the playoffs. So their backs are against the wall. And this is just like a classic, you know, kind of strolling in whip snakes team. And we're fired up. Like, let's get ready to go. We have our full team blank slate second half of the season. And they won last year. Like, I don't think you can count out the chaos from like turning their season around. Um, and Blaze seems to think that they're making the playoffs too. So I'm going to ride that wave. I'm, I'm taking whips. Um, I think Nardella Burnlord combo, like if the chaos are going to have a chance, you kind of have to have like those weird two bombs from like Ray and Newman and that honestly, I think it just comes down to the chaos defense being bad. Like everyone talks about the chaos offense and like coming back and indoor and this and that, like blaze is the best goalie on the planet. And he's just been getting shelled. Like at some point it has to stop. And I don't see it stopping this week. I think they're going to get a lot of possessions. I just see the whip snakes kind of taking them to the cleaners. Um, I will throw the under out there because I don't think the whip snakes are going to have their foot on the gas for the entire game. As you mentioned, I wouldn't even be surprised if the chaos take a lead going into halftime and then the whips come back and are like, Oh shit, let's remember who we are and end up winning like, you know, 13, 11 or something like that. Yeah, I think it'll definitely be a close game. Um, I'm taking the chaos. And then I'll take the – I'm going to take the under in that. I said 13 and 11, and that would be the over. So I don't yeah. really know what I'm thinking. So I'm going to take the over. <laughs> I changed my mind. I do want to um, say one thing about this game. Hats off to the PLL for the scheduling because if it was the front half of the season – I would have expected this Saturday game to be at like 1 p.m. and then the night game to be at like 3.30 when no one watched. So 5 p.m., great timing. 7.45, it's good timing. I think that is good scheduling. We're back on track. It's a so good you go. slate. There's your, there's your positivity. Yeah. Uh, next game is the 2 p.m. Sunday game, Cannons-Archers. cannons Plus two and a half, pretty big dogs. Um, minus one thirty-five on that spread, plus one seventy-five, and then the archers money line is minus two fifteen. Uh, tied for the highest over/under of the week at twenty-four and a half. I'll kick things off. Um, I still do not really see a way in which this cannon's defense stops the archers i'm hammering the over for sure mortal lock yeah. of this week is I'm, ham this. I'm hammering the over yes over is is clear and i sneaky feel like this archers offense is just i mean sneaky they're one of the best ones and they're finally <laughs> clicking and they, they benefit more from like a nice little all-star break in which they get a reset schreiber gets to heal up and they benefit more than the Cannons defense benefits from a little all-star break. So I'm taking the over and I'm taking the archers to cover. I am with you. I couldn't agree more, honestly. Uh, and I'm not going to just argue with you for clicks. So <laughs> archers, honestly, that's again, taking the blame and, and admitting it and not arguing me for clicks hats off. Dude, I mean, you're a smart guy. It's that's, that's the right take. Yeah. Uh, Chrome Water Dogs. I'll let you kick this one off. I have some thoughts. All right. So I know I've been the biggest Chrome hype man. And I have the future. But I feel like the Water Dogs are better than they were in the front half of the season. And I still am not. I don't love like the Chrome's midfield. I love their attack. I just like, I don't know. Something about their offense just doesn't really click for me. I think Scannoni is good. I don't think he's like Dylan Ward good. I don't think he can like, I think he'd have a very good game, but I don't think he'll take over a game to the point where we should have won that unless this guy was on the field. Like, I, I just don't see him as that player yet. Could he get there? Sure. Like he was like that in college, but um, I feel like, the Chrome might regress a little bit to start this off and the water dogs, some of the chaos need to fucking win. Um, and the water dogs have like good fucking players, dude. I don't know. I don't really know what was up with them. I mean, the crazy part about the league is like 
if you just, it snowballs so fast if you're not playing well, like two wins and two losses in a row is like a huge fucking downer. So mm-hmm. I think they'll be back against the wall. I think they'll be ready to go. I'm taking dogs money line. Take the one and a half. Why not? Um, and I'm going to go with, hmm, I kind of like the over in this, to be honest. But I don't really know why. Yeah. I just feel like no one will really dominate faceoffs. Like, I feel like it'll just be like a free flowing lacrosse game and people are going to be scoring fucking goals. Nice. All right. So we have one point of disagreement. I'm taking the over and the water dogs. Um, I think I just took the same thing. Yeah, I know. But I think the water dogs get smoked on the faceoffs. And uh, that last game, like, Farrell's good. He shouldn't be scoring goals good. Like, if I'm the Water Dogs, it's like, listen, if Withers is in, great, but he's been hurt. Whoever we have is going to lose the fucking clamp. We don't really care. Let's get ready to play six-on-six defense. The only thing that they can't do that they allowed happen, like, three times in the last game was Farrell scoring off a face-off, whether it was an assist or that. It's like, just put a fucking pullback. Like, put a pullback and stop him, and you have a really good – like you win that game. And also I think like love this Chrome defensive unit. Again, I am on record as publicly blowing their short stick BDSM middies, but Ryan Brown being able to pick apart Scannoni in the last game. I love watching him shoot. I don't really see a way in which you can like take away lethal shooters like Connor Kelly, like Ryan Brown. And I think that that's the key to beating this Chrome defense. Like, the Water Dogs is one of those few offenses that can kind of just score when there's not really an apparent beating of a man. Like, oh, the Chrome didn't even slide and recover. Just Ryan Brown had the ball in his stick for half a second and stung it in a top corner. Um, that's why I like the over. I still like the Chrome, um, but I like the Water Dogs even more and think they're going to pick up some serious momentum. Agreed. I kind of forgot Farrell was the photo for the Chrome when I said that, but – after talking about him for 30 minutes I, yeah, I mean, I just yeah. thought he was like a PLL employee. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a caricature. He's not yeah. even a Fogo. Oh yeah. Shit. He is a Fogo. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else you got? What are you doing? Uh, this no, in Dallas this week, it's a crisp 108 degrees outside. It's a joke. Jesus. So great time to start losing weight is, go, you know, go for a jog outside pass out yeah. from a heat stroke and um, wake up in the hospital 20 pounds lighter. There you go. Um, all right. Well, sorry again for fucking up the Kate Van Rapport's interview. I know how much you guys like the interviews. We'll be back with them next week. We'll get an interview. I will proactively get us an interview for the following week. So you get back to back interviews. I'm going to do everything. My power. Are you going to tease out who it is? Who are you going to reach out to? Everyone. Everyone and their mothers I'm reaching out to. We, I want to have burner week so bad, or we just have on all the burners, but I doubt we should have PLL nationals on. We should. I want to be right. And first off Twitter ban. I was banned on Twitter for 12. Oh yeah, dude. Fuck. I forgot about that. (laughs) So much has happened. Uh, That was hysterical. Like his picture is my face with a clown on it. And then I call him a dipshit and I get banned. So yeah. Bullshit. I think on the Friday group chat, I'm going to have everybody like report one of his tweets and get him banned and that'll show him. He doesn't have real estate in my head. <laughs> um, also, big assumption that it's a he. I feel like, you know, it has to be a dude with how big of a dipshit. And also one of the funny things I tweeted out that who's that biggest hater in lacrosse. And I was like, all right, let's just see. Let's just chum the waters a little bit. And one of the people was like, I think it's you, bro. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, your Twitter bio has people mad. Let me say one thing here. Three fucking burner accounts and like a random mom is not everybody being pissed off and trying to cancel me. Like that is another problem with lacrosse is like, dude, I think Nick really pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. And it's four accounts and three of them are anonymous. It's like, what are we even doing? Like Twitter outrage. It's like reading those articles where it's like, this person came under a lot of fire and all of the fire is just three linked tweets in the article. It's like, that's not that that's not a big deal. Twitter's not a real place. So end rant.
potentially end episode unless you have something. I totally agree. No, let's end the episode. Cut. Cut. Bye, Hang Obi. Hang (laughs) Obi. Bye. Post game 30. Hang Obi. Thank you to Cade Van Raphorst for being a great potential guest and future guest next week. Really, we really appreciate it. Credit to Evan for admitting that he was the one that blew the interview. Not even my fault these days. Good for me. Baby steps. But as always, thank you to our great sponsor, Hangobi. Hangobi.com, promo code postgame30 for 30% off your order. I really cannot stress enough how it's good. Watch out. I even forgot to tell Evan we have a new sponsor alert coming in the next couple of weeks. We are finalizing the details. Fun, good, impactful stuff. And um, tune in to ESPN Plus on Sunday for the All-American game where I will be the sideline reporter. Fun stuff. Go buy pint glasses. Go buy merch. Um, I don't know. Whatever. See you.